Hello everybody, welcome to Improving Together, Doing It Together. Um, I'm Neil, your host, and... I am Penny, your co-host. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, a very interesting podcast we've got coming up today, and that's all about cardiac arrest in COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, as always, we always go into our elevator pitch. We do. And here's our elevator pitch. Hi, I'm Sinead, one of the staff nurses. Uh, we don't just look after our patients, we love looking after our patients and each other. We will continually improve our care and processes by valuing everyone's input, using the skills we learn on this programme in order to achieve the Trust True North goals. We are a good hospital, but we will be outstanding. Oh, that's good. It is good. Yeah. That was our lovely Sinead. Oh, lovely. Actually, I hope it is Sinead because I've got yet to record it. But anyway, let's go. <laughs> so what's it all about today then? So what it what we need to talk about today is the changes in the process of cardiac arrest um, during the COVID pandemic because it is different. We need to protect ourselves as well as the patients around, um, you know, all around us, as well as delivering the best care that we can. Yeah. There's quite a lot of controversy around the science behind aerosol generating procedures and whether cardiac arrest is or isn't. Um, but I think what we need to look at is what then is involved in the care of that patient if they are in cardiac arrest. It will involve aerosol generating procedures even if the actual CPR is 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 or isn't. Yes. So yeah. um, Health and Safety England and the Recess Council have different opinions on that. But as a trust, what we're going with is, well, let's just say that aerosol generation procedures are likely to happen when a patient goes into cardiac arrest. We will assume that chest compressions are putting us at greater risk. Yes. Therefore, to start chest compressions, to be in the area when chest compressions are started, we need to have full PPE on. So, as always, we have daily updates from our chief exec. Yeah. Always ends with stay safe, look after others, look after yourselves, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and that's really good that the trust is taking this um, viewpoint that we need to stay safe to yeah. keep our patients safe. Yes, absolutely. So um, myself um, and a little team from um, ED directed by one of our consultants, Jess, have put together a little video, um, education video, just to to demonstrate that in real time what it what it actually looks like but i said it's quite nice if we do a podcast about it we can talk about it talk around the issues that might crop up as well um but also it's another means of getting the information out to staff to yeah. make sure everyone's aware of what we should sure. and shouldn't be doing and it is okay to say i need to make myself safe first yeah. before i start doing chest compressions on a patient yeah. but there's other things that we can do yeah so Essentially, if you were in an area of not high care, okay, so like a major's, put yourself yep. in a major's cubicle, and you walk past a cubicle or you approach a patient and think, you know, that that classic, your stomach drops where you think, crikey, they don't look very well. Yeah. And if you, there's no signs of life, you can't feel a pulse there's you know no you know nothing to lead you to believe that this patient um is not in cardiac arrest you are going to alert to your colleagues i have got a collapsed patient i think it's cardiac arrest so the standard would always be to lie them flat 
what you now do not want to do is put your face anywhere near that patient's face. So the classic open up the airway, look, listen and feel that we used to do, you actually just feel for a carotid, although as we all know in a very unwell patient it's hard to find a carotid pulse. Yes. But lie them flat, attempt to feel for a carotid pulse for up to 10 seconds. Yeah. So what are the things that actually are going to help me? So, and ultimately by helping me, helping my patient. Absolutely. So chest compressions, we want those to happen ASAP. Yes. If it's a shockable rhythm, we yes. want to deliver a shock ASAP. Okay, that you realise there's something terribly wrong with your patient. Yes. So go back to the very first thing. First yeah. step, major change. Listen up, responsible resuscitators. This is the first major protocol change. check pulse yeah. for 10 seconds yeah then you're calling for help yeah i'm gonna have an element of ppe on but yeah. i certainly don't want to be getting any, yeah. you know my face that close to a yes. patient's face yeah so do not get your face that close to a patient's face uh, feel for a pulse for up to 10 seconds look for signs of life if you can clearly feel a pulse i'm probably still going to want people to come help me absolutely but it's not now going to be an aerosol generating situation. Yes. Um, so my PP is actually appropriate. I can get people to come and help me. We can get the patient on the side. And it's not then that, uh, that situation of, I need to do things to try to revive my patient. At the same time, I need a whole gang of people to don the full kit of PPE. Listen up, responsible resuscitators. This is the second major protocol change. You're going to shout for help. So I've got a collapsed patient, probably cardiac arrest. So I need the defib and I need a team of people to don PPE. The, you know, the full PPE kit. So what we've done here in the areas where we don't have um, a, a donning area right there so like our majors cubicles in each of the quadrants of four to five majors cubicles we've now put together an emergency pack of ppe so that so that at least the first person that arrives to my call of help whilst somebody else is bringing me the defib one person can be donning so that 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 reduces the delay in the chest compressions but brilliantly thought out whilst they're donning yep which, as we all know, now we've done this many, many times, is not a slow, is not a fast procedure. Yeah, it's a slow and process. And actually, you need to put it on safely. Yes. There's no point rushing it on and having a mask that's not then put on properly or your PPE is, you know, not put on safely because, again, you're then putting yourself at risk. So you need to take time to don safely. Ideally, we should don with, with buddies. So one person's putting on PPE, somebody else can be checking that they're putting their PPE on properly, etc. As we know, when you pull an emergency buzzer in our department, we're very fortunate. We get a lot of people to help. Yeah. So I've got, so I'm, I'm still with my collapsed patient. Yeah. Somebody is bringing me a defib whilst so, somebody is donning. So you check your patient is collapsed. Yeah. And then you've pulled your buzzer. Yeah. Shouted for help. Yeah. And then they have brought, the first person comes, can put on the PPE. Yeah. 
the full PPE. Full PPE. And they're bringing over the defib. Yeah, absolutely. What are you not doing? You are not putting your face anywhere near the patient's face. I mean, when we're in our patient areas now, we've all got face masks on and the patients possibly will also have a face mask on. Yeah. So, absolutely. So, the defib is going to arrive quicker than one person can don PPE in our department. We're fortunate enough for that to happen. So, whilst... The person is still donning, at which point other people will have gone to a donning station, will also be donning full PPE. I can put the pads on the patient and assess to see if the rhythm's shockable. If the rhythm's shockable, I can deliver the first shock. Happy days. At which point I'm hoping the first person donning PPE is now ready. The minute they come in, they can start chest compressions because we know that we don't want to delay chest compressions. You know, we want them to happen as quickly as possible but once they start chest compressions I have to leave that area because I do not have full PPE on. Listen up responsible resuscitators this is the third major protocol change. I also need an EDA if there are any other patients in that area they need to be moved away so to Free cubicles elsewhere in the in the department, depending on what's wrong with them. If they're highly suspicious of COVID, then they would have to go to a red area. If they're green patients, they would have to go to a green area. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So we've got patients collapsed. We've called for help. Defib is coming. Yeah. Somebody's putting on their full PPE. Yeah. In the meantime, we're doing that. You've delivered any sho- um, shocks to a shockable rhythm. Yeah. And then when they've got this safely put their full PPE on, they have come in, you have left, and they have started chest compressions. Yeah. And whilst this is going on, the collapsed patient, the EDA has been moving our other patients to yeah. a safe area yeah. so that they are safe. Yeah, absolutely. So once the chest compressions have started more of the team in full PPE are going to arrive. And the other things that we are going to need in our department, which has been really well thought out, is we have got the airway trolleys in Red Resus, which are all laid out for safe ways of delivering oxygen to a patient to minimise the amount of aerosol generation of the COVID virus. So we want those airway trolleys to come down so again it's quick and easy somebody just grabs one we've got two of them good to go always so somebody can grab one of the airway trolleys and bring that to the patient because what we don't want to be doing is walk is running a patient through the department whilst we're doing chest compressions with an airway in so most listen up responsible resuscitators this is the fourth major protocol change That's a big change, isn't it? Yeah. We would normally go through to recess, start and move on to recess. Yeah. So it's a big change that we stay in that area with that patient. The people um, and the equipment come to us. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're do the reason you're doing that is you want to keep as many patients in the department as safe as possible. So you don't want to be, you know, walking through past lots and lots of other patients. Um, potentially spreading the the coronavirus wider spread than it needs to be. 
So once everyone then arrives, um, the quickest way really to maintain a better airway and to oxygenate the patient is probably going to be getting an eye gel in. Most, most doctors are happy to put an eye gel in. It actually takes a very specialist doctor to intubate. Yeah. So we've got everything we need on that airway trolley yeah. to do full intubation if you happen to have somebody yeah. there that is proficient and well, yeah. you know, well experienced at intubation. But actually we've also got eye gels on that trolley. Yeah. So we could at least get an eye gel in because that is a safer way of delivering oxygen. Yeah. Because what we're trying to not do in any patients at present is use a bag valve mask. Yeah. So if you were going to deliver oxygen via a mask to that patient, on that airway trolley, we've got the water circuit or Mapleson C, whatever you yeah. call it, um, with the filters in the right junctions, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So we've got that way of delivering oxygen if you wanted to use a mask. Okay. Um, but moving on from that, just getting an eye gel in. Brilliant. So that's, is, when, is that's when the team that are coming in they know their stuff, they know what they're meant to be doing in those situations and they'd really um, run with that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Listen up, responsible resuscitators. This is a recap. So, from the very, very top, yeah. the biggest change and the first change that we, we've seen in that um, cardiac arrest almost protocol in mages is that we will check we obviously see that patient has collapsed mm-hmm. check their pulse for 10 seconds mm. without doing the open the airway and putting your face down to look listen Brilliant. And feel. do not do that we call for help mm-hmm. we pull the buzzer yeah um somebody can put on full, full ppe in that area yeah and the defib is arriving yeah you're still in with the patient yeah and then you can put pads on yeah. that are very, very quick, mm-hmm. quick to go, whilst, and you can deliver shockable mm-hmm. shocks to a shockable rhythm. Yes. Bearing in mind yeah. that the defibs that we now have across the whole trust are all automatically, when you turn them on, an AED yeah. and are training as a trust now. Yeah. Anyone who does basic life support training is yeah. taught basic life support and AED on our machines. It seems so, so obvious so that well, we haven't done that before, yeah, doesn't it, really? Yeah, um, but, absolutely. Uh, so when, you know, when I'm saying, well, if it's a shockable rhythm, you'd shock it, with the defibs that we've got in this trust, it's a fail-safe yeah. way of doing that, yeah. Absolutely. People, while this has been happening, people have been putting safely on their PPE. Yeah. And the person that comes in with the full PPE on um, starts chest compressions. Yeah. At which point, the person who finds the patient who does not have full PPE on must leave. Yes. Everything is brought to you. We don't move the patient. Yeah. And whilst everybody's coming around and um, the EDAs have been moving people away to keep our other patients safe. Yeah. And our patient has collapsed safe. Yeah. Brilliant. Airway trolley from Red Resus. Yep. And they've brought that to you. Yeah. Um, that's a really, really good um, recap on what we're doing. Yeah. Um, in the the section of the podcast that gives you the information about it, 
I'll put in the link for the YouTube video. Um, and for those that have never seen Penny, she plays a star role in this. <laughs> I'm such a frus frustrated actress. <laughs> Thank you. And it is five o'clock in the morning after night's shift. And, yeah. and that's why we're slurring our words, not because I we've know. been on the gin. I wish we'd been on the gin. So. Not working all night. <laughs> so we've got to remember why we're doing this. So we're doing this because we are a really, really good organisation, but we are, we are going to be outstanding. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Um, Duly noted. <laughs>